You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 52 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. Welcome to episode 52 in the second series of this podcast, where the focus will be on the first 50 lessons of the workbook section of A Course in Miracles. And this week's episode is workbook lesson number one. The title is, Nothing I See in This Room, On This Street, From This Window, In This Place, Means Anything. As I shared in last week's opening episode, episode 51, the workbook section of the course is the program for retraining our mind that the course provides to help us shift our perception of the way we currently look at ourselves, the world, and everything we see and experience in our lives and in the world to help us entertain the radically different perception that the Course presents, so that we have a more peaceful, happy, loving experience, whether it's on a personal level, in our relationships, and as we go about our lives in the world. How the program is designed to work is by giving us exercises to practice the lessons in part one of the workbook section that are designed for undoing the ego thought system of separation. That is really what causes us to experience our lives in in the world in painful ways. And in part two, the exercises serve to help us accept the Holy Spirit's thought system of oneness or true perception that the Course is presenting. And as a result, help us to transform those painful experiences we have in the world. In the last episode, I also said that the process of undoing the ego in part one can be likened to the process of clearing and tilling the soil of a garden that is necessary before planting the seeds for your desired crop. Because you don't or you can't just, you know, sow or throw or scatter the seeds in an unprepared patch of ground, you know, that may be filled with weeds and debris and not even nurtured or tilled in some way. Because they will not be able to take root or grow in those conditions. And that the process of shifting our perception, retraining our mind to a new way of thinking, needs to be approached and addressed in a similar way to preparing the ground for gardening. Because the way the Course puts it in chapter 24 of the text is this way. It says, to learn this Course requires a willingness to question every value that you hold. Not one can be left hidden and obscure, but it will jeopardize your learning. No belief is neutral. Everyone has the power to dictate every decision you make. For a decision is a condition based on everything that you believe. Well, workbook lesson number one 
literally starts the questioning process that the Course is talking about in this passage. And it's the equivalent of tilling the soil, to, to dig up, you know, to question, to dig up, to pull out every value we hold that is keeping the ego thought system of separation that says the world and everything in it is real in place. Because the central idea being taught in this lesson is that nothing we see in any form in the world, including our bodies and the world itself, has any meaning in and of itself. And many of us, though, when we read this lesson title for the first time, we tend to question the validity of the thought system of A Course in Miracles itself. Hmm? Because we firmly believe that we know what everything we see means, especially those common ordinary things like, you know, the room or the street or the place in which we are that is so familiar that are being named in this lesson's title as what has no meaning. And for some of us, being told that all these things we find so meaningful and doesn't mean anything, no pun intended, uh, is an insult to our intelligence. Or we find the idea of not knowing what those things mean questionable or unimaginable. And what we think we're being told is that we're being asked to simply deny what we're seeing with our eyes and what we are certain that we know. But this lesson, though it appears, you know, simple and somewhat misleading, actually contains the complete thought system of A Course in Miracles, which is that the world is an illusion, so there is no difference among any of the things in the world. No, they are, they all, they all, they are all nothing but a reflection of the thought system of separation, which is a thought in the mind. The misperception or ego perception, workbook lesson one is being taught to correct, is the perception of an hierarchy of illusions. The text talks about the five laws of chaos that form the foundation of the thought system of the ego, and as a result, the thought system on which the world rests. And the first law of chaos is that there's an hierarchy of illusions. What this means in terms of our misperceiving is that not realizing that the world and its forms are illusions, we perceive them to be real, to have power and meaning in and of themselves. And we look at them in terms of differences, comparisons, level of importance, better or worse, etc. The entire world shares this misperception and the belief that there is an hierarchy among the different forms that we see and encounter in the world. And this is why many of us find this workbook lesson, you know, so questionable and dubious. And it would be very difficult, if not impossible, to find someone who doesn't believe that their body or some body part is not more important or meaningful than a pen or a lamp or some other object for that matter. And keep in mind, though, that the body, anybody's body, is just as much a reflection of the thought system of separation as any other form we see in the world. And by nature of being a form in the world, 
is also an illusion. So the purpose of this lesson and the accompanying exercise is to have us realize that there is no hierarchy among illusions. That is, there are no inherent differences between any of the forms in which we appear or that we see around us or that are somewhere in the world. And the way we are being led to have this realization is by having us engage in the practice of applying the idea in the lesson title that nothing you see means anything somewhat indiscriminately. And I say somewhat because we're not expected to apply it with total indiscriminateness to everything we see. Because if we could, we wouldn't need these lessons. Plus, if we were expected to apply it totally indiscriminately to everything and everyone, given that we're still entertaining the ego's thought system of separation, it would become a mindless ritual. It would be seen and used like an affirmation. We will be focusing only on the words without paying attention to what's going on in our minds, what's coming up. Are there any questions? Are there any doubts? And this is the exact opposite of what these exercises are intended to do. The exercise of this lesson, as those of all the other lessons in the workbook, is to turn our attention away from the world and towards the mind as the source of meaning. So we're instructed to apply the idea to only those things that are in our immediate surroundings. And again, the practice period for this lesson, I believe it's twice a day, so it's not with any great level of frequency. And again, not to everything. Just to those things in our immediate surroundings that we think have meaning in and of themselves at the time of our practice. And what we are to do is to actually think about when, when we're saying, making the statement that this pen doesn't mean anything or this lamp doesn't mean anything or this room or this street or this window doesn't mean anything, to actually think about whether we're truly ready to say with any desire to believe what we're saying or that we're even willing to consider the idea that the hand or the, the pen or the door or the room or the body part, whatever it is, or some other object is as meaningless as the other. And this exercise is not meant to make you feel guilty if and when, because you will <laughs> find yourself, you know, either doubting or resisting or questioning the idea that is questioning your perception. And, you know, or not willing to consider it. It's not about making you feel guilty. But to help you realize that it is your perception the way you're looking at it, what you're telling yourself about it, that determines your beliefs and the way you experience anything. In this case, it's the first step in helping us realize that it's our collective acceptance of the world as real. That is, the acceptance of the ego's thought system of separation as the truth that gives rise to the fearful, painful, limiting ways we see and experience the world because it's the thought system we accept to be the truth that determines or creates the content of all perception. And workbook lesson two 
is another step or idea that builds the course's argument as to why there is no hierarchy among illusions, the essence of the thought system of A Course in Miracles. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please share it with those you know through whatever means or platform to which you have access. Leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And if you have not yet subscribed, please do so, so you don't miss another episode. Thanks again for listening, and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.